Welcome to episode 24 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. I messed that up, didn't I? That's close enough. <laughs> I guess that would make me Steve Skywalker. That's right. And, and I'm Scott Baca. Scott. Damn it. <laughs> oh, we should. Ginger Wookie. Yeah, we should call you Scott the Ginger ba- Scott Baca, the Ginger Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? It's going pretty good. How about yourself? It's going as good as it can. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Life. <laughs> fun. Life is fun sometimes. Unless it's a board game, you'd never win. You know, I've never actually played the board game Life. I like it. It's a lot of fun. Why? Because you get married and you get to bang chicks? You can get gay married. <laughs> For real? Yeah. doesn't matter. You just pick whatever color peg you want. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Peg. Yeah, I- I was going to make a joke, but I decided not to. Well, that's good. We can keep it clean, my friend. Yeah. Okay. So, anything been going on Blood Bowl-wise? Uh, yeah. We're um, we're preparing for Nuffleween. Uh, yep. And uh, ordered some miniatures from Impact Miniatures today. Should I not Hopefully, that? they'll get here on time. Yeah, hopefully, they'll be here on sure time. Sure, they will. We got our dice in, which is really cool. Yeah. Got trophies on the way. Trophies on the way and might have to pick up a special little treat at mm-hmm. the store. Some tricks or treats. Some tricks or treats. That's or right. maybe both. Yeah. Hopefully not any actual tricks, though. Like what Like what kind of trick? Like, like you know, the cereal. A disappearing hand. Oh, yeah. Where you cut off somebody's <laughs> hand. The disappearing sausage. <laughs> it's the thing to worry about with those tricks. So let's uh, let's just talk and mingle about stuff right now. Okay. And I got a bone to pick with people. People? Yeah, maybe one. I don't know. You know, last episode we did the uh, both down approved teams. Yeah. And I'm not sure if Zlurpcast and 3 Block talked about it, but I'm starting to hear the term, which I, I'm kind of proud about, where they can say like, oh, that's both down approved. All right. I kind of like that, but... It's like saying USDA approved when you're not the USDA. Right. It's yeah. kind of like... That's my thing, or our thing, I guess. Yeah. But I, uh, I take pride in that, and like, some but that's pe- a good thing. Some people will talk about like, um, I'll just use the team like Royal Pains. Yeah. That I heard on Three Die Block, and uh, good episode, guys. Um, but he was like, "Yeah, I'll take that. That's a vote down approved." And I was like, "No, it's not. <laughs> that is a crappy show on the USA Network, and I'm not going to listen. It's not going to make it." Despite whoever the coach is and how great his team is, it's not both down approved. Not even if it was like a town, the Royal. Or it would be really hard for me to accept that a Slon team, you know, is, you know, did that. But yeah, you know, work yeah. the fluff. We'll see. But so they should state that it's fluff approved <laughs> instead of both down approved. Actually, it's anybody's opinion, really. But I like I have such a skewed vision of it. It's like when they when somebody says, "Oh, that's approved," and I don't approve it, right. it drives me nuts. <laughs> it's like, no, you have to run it by me. I'm the only authority. So we need to make what like a patch or dice we that we one- can send to people once it's both down approved <laughs> we might could do that or we need a website <laughs> where you could actually like enter the name and it will come out and tell you like oh yeah that one's both down approved because i'm like get to programming i am a picky bitch when it comes to these things <laughs> and obviously i like mine the best of course of course because why wouldn't you well i rack my brain on these things forever so <laughs> i spend way too much time 
thinking of team names and stuff, but as you know. And unfortunately, you don't spend enough time playing it. <laughs> Thanks, bud. I'm just saying the new season started. How are you doing? Uh, we're going to talk about this now? <laughs> well. Let's yeah. save this for a segment. No, we can talk about the record now. My so, record in the new season? If you want it. Um, you don't have to. I'll, I'll save it for I'll you. Save that, I'll, I'll just say that I'm 2-0. You know, whatever. All right. No well, big deal. No big whoop. I, I don't have a win, I but, did, I, I, did but I have Steve. a loss and I have a tie. That's not bad. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> it's not two wins. All right. Oh, and I did win a championship in the private league. I don't think I mentioned that last time. The private league? Oh. In a private league on oh, okay. yeah. the computer. You and your uh, uppity, uh, mm-hmm. uppity aristocrats play? The site for Sorai. Did I tell you that? Yeah, did you told that? me that. Okay. Just briefly, but... Yeah, anyways. I think your your name is not also ba- both down approved, so... That is. Being part of both down, I can approve it myself. Well, um, being the, <laughs> the lone brain trust in approving names, I, I, I do not give it that, but you can do whatever you want. You you and Chance can accept Cypher Sorai <laughs> <laughs> as both down approved, but okay. I'm not. That's, that's so there fine. You go. Okay. Go form your own little coalition of comics, code authority... Blood Bowl names. So the CCA? uh, Whatever. Cabal-centric approved? (laughs) Maybe so. All right. So what are we going to do today? Do today? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We got some segments. And then we got some shout-outs. Are these the uh, secret segments because it's a trick-or-treat type of atmosphere? Wasn't planning on it, but sure, we can do that. So we'll just... It'll be trick-or-treat, people. (laughs) We'll just unwrap each up. Uh, segment as we go. How do you like that? It's more more of a Christmas thing. Unwrap? Yeah. You unwrap candy, though. Yeah, but you know what the candy is. Well, I don't know if you remember when we were kids, but remember those, like, candy that was, like, orange, had an orange wrapper and a black oh, wrapper? yeah. And it was just like a gob of, like, gunk. I have no idea what those things were. But we ate them, at least at first. I didn't. You were a picky kid, because you just probably got a bag of candy. Picky from- now? Yeah, well. Just picky. Well, when we were kids, we didn't get candy all the time, probably like you did. So we had to eat all our candy. So okay. You did you just get a bag of candy sorry from for your parents? You. No. I, I see you as the kid too lazy to actually walk to houses to get candy. No. I always walk to houses. Okay. And we always had a ton left over, too, because Dad loved Halloween. Okay. We were, we were always the house that scared people. Ah, so your dad was waiting in the trash can and... Molesting people? No, um, we had a we home built a coffin that had a skeleton, well, actually a full size dummy in it, that we rigged up to a line that we could be inside the house and pull it, and it'd pop open, so it'd pop open the casket and he'd come out, and we put a this is back when you got those Mister Microphone things, <laughs> so you put a radio inside the casket, and you can talk to people as they're coming up. Ah. Yeah. That's we, nice. We scared many kids. That doesn't surprise me. Steve's father is like <laughs> him and Stanley and like three other old people in the world, I think, are the Illuminati because they're like old, but they can do more stuff than any of you people. All you people play, play Blood Bowl, you're lazy compared to Steve's 76-year-old father. <laughs> yes. That man gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning and tears down trees and... Will outwork your butt any day. 
fat gamer guy sitting in your basement playing Blood Bowl. Pretty much, yeah. He worked your butt off, didn't he? A couple yeah. weekends ago. Steve was like sore. Yeah, definitely. I touched his arm and he's like, stop. I didn't say stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Anyways, your dad's like, I don't know what he did, but he still does it. Air Force. Air Force? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that that's it. I think he drinks the V8 or something. I don't know. But yeah, dad's also big kid at heart. So he always, he knew that the more kids he could scare on Halloween, the more candy he could keep. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a jerk. Sort of. Yeah. All kids right. got what they wanted. This is kind of a weird tangent. It is a Halloween episode. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of like some good memories of Halloween I had. Garfield Chris Garfield Halloween. I love the Garfield show. What? The Garfield Halloween episode was the best Halloween special. Um, Nothing against the Great Pumpkin. I like Garfield better. I don't remember the Garfield. It's the one where they went trick-or-treating, and they went to an island, and they found ghosts. And, nah, okay. I don't remember that. I remember Saturday the 14th show from the, the 80s. Yeah. I actually saw that the a while back. Remember as a kid, ago. I thought it was cool because I thought I was watching like a horror show, but mm-hmm. really it was just like a comedy thing. Yeah. From what I remember. Still holds up pretty well. Does it? It, ho- it holds up better than Transylvania 65000. I don't even know what that is. The, it had Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis and Ed Bigley Jr. No clue, dude. Oh, okay. Never heard of it. I didn't sit dude, around I, and watch TV. I we went outside Scott this kid. didn't watch movies like I did. We, we took a football and we went outside and we played with our friends. Yeah, I watch a lot of movies. Yeah. All right, so we're going to wrap this up <laughs> and then come back with some segments. Hey, we'll be back. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. Okay, for this segment, we are going to talk about something we teased in the last episode. We did. The, yes, the kickoff table. Yeah, and we, my plans for changing it. We want to move. Oh, our plans. But. Um, so we've talked about this over and over again. And just like, you know, I don't know if you've heard about the NFL trying to just uh, take away kickoffs out yeah. of the out of the game because too many guys get hurt. Me and Steve also think that just taking the kickoff table out of Blood Bowl <laughs> would be the way to go. So to avoid just completely. injuries. Yeah, to make right. it more even. You, you just uh, place the ball right in the middle. Yeah, just set up and go. And set up and go. That is not what we're going to talk about. Oh, I thought that's, that's what horrible. we were going to do. We don't no. want guys to get hurt. Well, <laughs> that's a joke. We, we do want guys to get hurt. Well, you see, uh, I think it was Lord Nuffle that tweeted about for 500,000 in- inducements, you should be able to get a different kickoff table. A different kickoff table? Yeah. Like you get to choose well, the like, result? You could probably no, just like a whole different table. Why would you? Nobody, I just thought that'd be kind of neat. Nobody'd pay for that. Just whole different. Well, it could benefit you. You could have who said this? Lord Nuffle on Twitter. Who is that? The God of Blood Bowl, Nuffle. <laughs> okay, I know he's the God of Blood. Bowl. I haven't met him, but so I'm, I don't know. I'm sure there's a human behind that. 
Probably. Oh, we're supposed to be fluffy, right? So we don't know. Uh, I just accepted his knuckle. Okay. He likes getting sacrifices. Well, that guy likes to tease me, and that makes me mad. <laughs> so that's also not what we're going to talk about. What we're talking about is the idea that we had, and we've got to give Cor some credit, because we... This actually started at Chaos Cup. Started at Chaos Cup. And we were talking about how the kickoff table's not really that even. Automatically, you're thinking, oh, well, what's broken? Obviously, Blitz. You know, everybody hates Blitz. We can get that. Overall, and I think you can probably agree with this, the kickoff table should be even. It should have as many good things for the receiving team as good things for the kicking team. So I think they should be even. And for a lot of it, it is even. Because ultimately, if it's random, it's fair. That's what we're striving for. But you could argue that Blood Bowl is not a fair game to begin with because every team has – you could actually almost rank the teams of better teams to worse teams. Yeah, you can. It's just obvious. You can, but overall it's still fair for everybody because they're costed evenly and you have some teams that are harder than others, but they're still right. equitable. Okay. And, you know, it all comes down to luck. You know, random luck. If you get a six, you succeed. If you get a one, I, I get you what fail. you're saying with it. Go ahead. So, looking at the kickoff table, and I'll just kind of break this down a little bit as to how I see it. Starting with the most common result, you're going to get to seven. Right. And seven is changing weather. Right. It's neither good, it's neither bad. It can be, depending on what team you are and what part of the game. But where it is random, it's completely random, and it's completely fair. Right. So we don't have any problem with that. Now you look at six and eight, cheering fans, brilliant coaching. Which is pretty much the same thing. Same exact thing. Okay. So they're both on one side or the other, so those are the most common results next okay. to changing weather. Then you get a little bit different. I'll go with the opposite end, two and 12. On a two, you got to get the ref. So it allows both teams to foul it. Will right. almost because mm-hmm. you got the you get the bribe. The bribe. Mm-hmm. Bribes random, and with this being something where you know it can be good for either team, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's good for the kicking or good for the receiving. Okay. Same with pitch invasion. The game doesn't know who has fame. There's no real advantage there. Okay. It's a random result, and I'm good with that. Okay. Uh, three and eleven, I kind of equate those two. With three, it's a riot. The game factors in a little bit, you know, what position the clock's at. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, while yes, this can be the most important result you can get to give you a win or something, the game doesn't know. So the randomness of it makes it fair. Okay. Um, and with <sighs> Thorough Rock. Again, the randomness <laughs> makes it fair. It does. I, I will state... The throw rock, that guy in our league is the most evilest rock thrower ever. It is insane. Some guy in our league, the last week of every season, just comes to the games and kills people. Just throws rocks and hits somebody and kills them. It's happened, I think, every season. Every season. Last, mm-hmm. last game, of the, last week of the season, mm-hmm. it's happened. And with this... I will state that I personally think it shouldn't cause injury or it shouldn't cause anything more than a badly hurt. I'm okay with that. I don't like them dying from a thrown rock. 
It's very arbitrary, but yeah. Either way, since it's random, I'm completely fine with that. All right. So let's talk about the. So that brings us to the other ones, the main ones I have problems with. You got five and nine. Those are both good for the receiving team. So you've got the high kick and you got the quick snap. Okay. Those are both the receiving team. And you got four and ten, which are both good for the kicking team. Which is what? Perfect defense and, oh, yes. and blitz. Perfect defense and blitz. Okay. So when we look at this, we have to figure out which one is supposed to be equitable to the other. All right. So perfect defense and quick snap are essentially the two sides of the coin here. Right. My problem with that is perfect defense is that it allows you to perfectly set up for whatever the the receiving team did completely negates them, you know? Right. Cause now you can put guys on one yeah. side or and if the ball went to one side or the other, you can power load it. Right. To me, that's a little too powerful because the kicking team, well, the receiving team gets that slight advantage of getting the ball, which is, you know, a big advantage. And this basically just screws that over. Okay. So I don't like that. So what would you like it? More like a quick snap where they can all move one? Well, see, that's my thing. Quick snap where the receiving team gets to move one. I talked to someone, and I believe it was, might have been Sarge. I can't remember who, and I apologize. Um, but they were talking about how quick snap can be just as deadly because you're already set up in the perfect offense. Right. Because that's how you have it set. So with these, I'm kind of torn as if it's equal. Because it kind of is in the sense of with like a Skaven team or any team with a lot of movement, that quick snap gives you a better chance of a one-turn score. Which makes your perfect offense, essentially, even better. So getting a perfect defense, yeah, they do kind of even themselves out. I probably wouldn't change them too much. I don't dislike the idea of the defense just getting able to move one space. I do like that. And if it was up to me, I probably would do that. Any thoughts on that? Well, keep going. Because, uh, I mean, Cause, so, so what's your thoughts on the blitz then? Well, that's the main contention. To me, blitz and high kick, there is no comparison between the two. Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. At least... <laughs> You know, the other one, perfect defense and quick snap, it's a little bit equitable, and I can see the merits of, but you're already set up in a perfect offense, so you're getting a better than perfect offense. Okay, I can sort of see that. But blitz, I don't see any call for it. Blitz, to me, is completely broken because it gives way too much of an advantage to the kicking team. Being able to move everybody who's not on the line, which generally is going to be most of your team, eight people, if you have it, mm -hmm. and they get to do a whole nother turn. Yeah, I mean... Whereas the receiving team, they get to move one guy who's not on the line under the ball. For a lot of teams, they don't care. And you've already got people in the backfield to handle that. And if the ball goes right next to you, what does it matter? It doesn't. So to me, there is no balance here at all. I get what you're saying. Yeah. There's 11 results on the kickoff table. Uh, if you take weather as the middle, mm -hmm. and then everyone else, is there's some type of flip side to... And that's how I defense. see it. You know, right. The and flip sides of a coin. 
I totally agree with you. I will say I, I'm torn, even though I know we had discussions with this with Core, mm-hmm. who's a good player, and I'm so shocked that he doesn't like this either. Um, <laughs> Blood Bowl is not a fair game in the fact not – not really. I mean, I know they say, like, you know, uh, halflings at 1.1 1. 1 or, or at 1 million with no – no buying skills like yeah. a league team and uh, wood elves are the same, but they're really not. I mean, they win at different percentages. Yeah, um, it's, but they were engineered that way. They and were, and Blood Bowl's fairness can be seen when it comes to inducements because they want fair matches. They do everything they can because they know that your halfling team is not going to. I agree with that, but know. most of the time. If a blitz does occur mm-hmm. and you're halflings, it doesn't matter. If you're dwarves, it almost doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, you get to move some guys up, and you still have an advantage with that. But it's when you have like these fast teams like Dark El- or Elves, Dark Elves, Skaven. Yeah. And really, the dark, all the elf teams, even if they don't have catchers, they, they have the ability to dodge through tackle zones almost or at will. Or leap over them. Right, or yeah. leap over them, and that's where they have the advantage. And while I know it sucks, and to me it sucks worse at tournaments, because at tournaments, yeah. in league play, when we play at home, I don't mind at all when I do mind, but I accept <laughs> blitzes a lot more in, in our league matches. Yeah. It's tournaments where they're so game-breaking when, you know, you're playing each other, and like you know, you know that's the only one result. Everything else yeah. you're fine with. Only one result's going to kill you. Yeah. And the blitz happens, and it changes. And it it breaks a game. I mean, because it was I, my game against Magnus. Mm-hmm. It it broke the game. Him being able to have a blodger catch this kickoff. Yeah. There's nothing I you know I could tackle him, and I tried, but. It, it See, I think it still matters for the slow teams or the stunty teams too, because if the ball for whatever reason like goes to the side or goes right to the line, and you can put most of your team over there, I, I get what you're saying. And it can hurt you if they go to the other side, but that's a huge advantage. I totally agree that they're not weighted equally. If you're saying high yes. kick and. Um, the blitz. I think somebody even mentioned that you could just blitz with one guy, and that was my suggestion. If we're going to, if we were to change it, as you know, three die block would always ask, "Would you change?" Since I don't see this as equitable, then I would change it to where one person gets to blitz. Not everybody on your team gets a free turn, but one person, not on the line. Gets to blitz. So if you could get that one guy in the backfield, yeah. you could. Yeah, if you got one guy who can just, you know, you right. want to just move and leap over someone and take down the guy next to the ball, go for it. I, I could see that because I also you only get to move on high kick, you only get to move one guy. Exactly. And at that point, I see it as fair. I still think it's not perfectly fair because I would I wanted to figure out something that I could give the receiving team that would make it better. But there's not. Because <laughs> the advantage the receiving team has is they get to go first. I mean Yeah, exactly. So And if you know, if the ball goes out of bounds, high kick's completely wasted. 
And I don't really want to just automatically, oh, high kick, give the ball to somebody on the field. Because that could happen anyways if the ball goes out of bounds. So I don't like that idea. I can't think really of anything to give the receiving team. Well, high kick is not bad in the situations where somebody actually pins it deep, and then you roll high kick, and they're going, crap. You can automatically move that guy back there and catch it. This is not really any time it's a bad thing, but if you tell me, I, I just can never see that and Blitz being the same level. Most of the time, blitzes are game-breaking. Yeah. Even in early games, they're Mm game-breaking. I mean, like, oh, I had this game pretty much wrapped up, and then he got a blitz, and then... And that's one thing, too, you know, like with perfect defense. Perfect defense is big, but it's more of a matter of an annoyance big, of, okay, well, I was going to bash your guys on the line, but now you've danced away, and I don't get my free hits. Or something like that, you know. That's annoying, but it's not huge. A blitz, there's been so many times a freaking elf or a rat, like you said, will just go around the edge or leap over me in the middle, catch their own kickoff. And if they got a block dodger guy and I can't take him down, well, congratulations, you scored in one turn. Yeah. I just don't... You know, if it's one guy, it's fine, but I think Sarge with his Packers... Got, because they're pro-elves, let everybody know. Very high skills, a lot of leap, some five agility. Mm -hmm. I think he got the ball and had a cage around it, basically. Well, I mean, yeah, if that's the problem with the the speedy teams, they can get back, they get right under the ball and have two or three guys there. Yeah. And then now now you're just not fighting one guy that's a blodger that caught the ball. Mm-hmm. You're fighting a, a half cage or whatever, and you're tied up with everybody else. And if you were planning on bashing, or like if you had everybody on your line, which sometimes I do with my Norse team except my one guy in the backfield, oh, great, now I'm completely screwed. Right. Well, with perfect defense in my brain, yeah, I equate it – and I always have, even though I, I play it correctly. You know, I shift my whole defense around or whatever. Mm-hmm. But really what I equate it to, since we were talking about it, um, you know how you see the football team line up, the defense sets up, they're in the three-point stance, and they shift over like yeah. like one space to a gap or something like that? That's really what I equate it to yeah. as well. So it, in my brain, yeah, if it, if it got like neutered to be – just, you know, you get to shift the line, yeah. you know, uh, one space or whatever. I would be fine with that with perfect defense. And I'd be fine, actually, if Blitz changed to just you get to take one guy and Blitz him. And really, at that point, you could, to me, you could make it anybody. So even a guy on the line of scrimmage, you could make Blitz. I'd be then, fine with that, yeah. You know. Because then, I mean, whatever. If you <laughs> then if hit he that... rips through the middle, then tough. He rips through the middle, mm-hmm. you know. But. It is game breaking. I think it, like I said, I still think it hurts more at tournaments because I've, you, I, I never can almost recover. Yeah, if somebody gets that that blitz with a fast team. And again, you know, some people will say, "Well, what about riots?" Because riots can change the game completely. Where you know you had no turns to go, but now you just gave a team with a one turn touchdown guy another turn to get a touchdown. The difference with that is that's completely random. You know, the game doesn't know if it's benefiting the kicking team or the receiving team. It is what it is. When it's random, it's fair. My, so, but, my problem with Riot yeah. is back when they changed it to, like, 
if it's on the last play, it automatically goes back. Back. Yeah. I liked it when actually the clock could run out. I did too. I, I just thought just that, that was fun. Yeah, just like that one That random of, thing of like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Time ran out. Mm-hmm. You go like, I'm going to kill the ref. Exactly. So. but I, I was good with that too. But again, with, with the results being random, it's not benefiting the kicking or receiving team. Right. It's just benefiting whoever benefits. And so so you, it's probably a long segment that nobody cares about. But No, I think a lot of people care about because this was a topic at the table when we were eating pizza with yeah. all the all the guys, it was core and it was all the Sweden guys mm-hmm. or the Sweden guys that could hear us. Um, I, uh, it was loud. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Der Der Purden? I can't remember his name. Der Hacken or what? Oh yeah. I'm sorry, I can't remember your name. The Swedish guy who played the vampires. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was there talking with us about it too. Yeah. You know and stuff. So we all had this conversation. It just wasn't us. It was Paul. Yeah. And core. And, and I him. did put a lot of thought into it because. I, that's why you know people are always amazed that I can memorize the kickoff table. It's because I see it as it's good for one team, it's good for the other team. And looking at it and going through every single one of them, and after I got that comment about you know the quick snap being basically a better-than-perfect offense, that kind of lowered my hate for perfect defense. But yeah, blitz... I don't care what anyone says. I don't see that being fair. It is Blood Bowl. Who cares, really? Because you just you can plan for it. Right. But I hate having to plan for it. Right. When it's that devastating. Oh, I totally agree with you. And how do you plan for five agility, leaping, <laughs> sprint, sure feet guys? You, you kick them when they're down. Yeah. Good luck getting them down. Yeah, exactly. All um, right. So this was quite the treat there, buddy. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the kickoff table? Nope. I still like the idea of making other kickoff tables. Because I love the kickoff table. And I love having different ones at tournaments and messing around with them. I think it would be so cool if we had a different kickoff table, like for each Chaos God. So, you know, $500,000 inducement, roll a D8, which is actually a D4. And you pick one of the the four Hmm. random... Chaotic kickoff tables. Okay. I, Just seems fun. I'm not opposed to it. You know, I'm Mr. Random. So. We do love randomness. So it, tell us how you feel about the kickoff table yourself. And right. You and can, if you can found, if you can find a logical flaw in my arguments, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm just saying that is how I see it. If you can show me how those two are equal, I'll happily listen. Yeah, but might, unfortunately, we might even re-talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, be happy to. Uh, unfortunately, I just I can, I thought about it and thought about it, but I th- there's no way I can ever say that those two results are equal. I got gotcha. you. So that's it for kickoff talk. All right. Well, we'll be back with our next segment. Hi, everybody. This is Mark Zuckerman, Commissioner of the Long Island Blood Bowl League and coach of the Forest Hills Luminaries Wood Elf Team. And you're listening to Both Down with Steve and Scott. Or Scott and Steve. Which one's the main guy? All right, welcome back. We're getting ready to talk about the... Dragonfire Blood Bowl League. I guess this is our season, eighth season. 
It is? Yeah, it is. But it's 25-15 right. in the Blood Bowl universe. And why are we talking about it? Well, I don't know, really, but I guess we just <laughs> well, wanted to. We know that people like hearing about our ideas for our teams and the fluff behind them. Oh, is that why we're talking about it? So we've each brought new teams into the league. We did? And uh, we figured you guys might like to hear about them. That's right. So um, this season we have, I don't know how many people we have playing. I know we have 16 teams. It's, yeah. It's pretty funny how quickly I forget. Um, we probably have six people playing. No, we have, no, we don't. <laughs> I think we have uh, eight people playing because we have one guy sitting out. So if he was here, we'd have nine. Well, we'd have to have ten because we have two people taking one team. Okay, so we have ten people playing? Gemini Christmas, I don't even know anymore. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> Howdy ho. <laughs> uh, anyways, we have a lot more people playing this season than ever before. This is our lar- largest league with uh, most people taking two teams. Uh, that's just how we've always done it. Yeah. Um, there is a few guys that are only taking one team apiece. So yeah. I think you're right. I think we have nine people, actually, because okay. we have seven people taking two teams and two other guys taking one team. Oh, that would work. So there's, there's nine better. guys, yes. and if Brian was playing, we'd have okay. ten teams. Uh, so we still uh, – a, a little adjustment to our league. Uh, we still have two divisions. We have the always the Rozelle division and the Thorpe, named after the first two commissioners in the Blood Bowl fluff. Mm-hmm. Um, we every- Yeah, three-die block. When thinking about division names, go to fluff. No. It's always fun to do that. You go to 80s shows. Hey, that's what they do. Let them do it. I know. They're happy and their league keeps going, so just let them Oh, I'm not complaining. I I mean, that's pretty. Chance wants to throw out the both down approved. You want to get both down approved on your had. They haven't had divisions yet that are both down approved. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Some funny names, but not both down approved. Um, So, yeah, we we have our two divisions. There's uh, eight teams in each division. It's an eight-week season Mm -hmm. or eight weeks in the Blood Bowl world season. Um, so we have, uh, everybody plays everybody in their division once and then somebody outside of their division. So I believe you're taking two new teams this season. I've taken two new teams. I try to, if I can play all my teams, at least two seasons in a row. If, uh, we have the, <clears throat> the caveat, if you win the, the league that the team goes, travels the old world before you can bring them back. So right. there's been a few times where our teams have only played one season and left. And then, of course, if you finish dead last and you don't win the NIT tournament, and you're, you're not stunty, and you're not stunty, you have to leave the league for a season, which has happened to the Kanunga Gap Giants. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my chaos team! So I've decided to, for the first time, I haven't taken a team to. Two seasons in a row that hasn't won the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Oklahoma Ginger Badgers did not come back this season. Um, I decided since the only two losses they had in their career is against the uh, Athlone Tree Huggers, uh, that they would wait until the Tree Huggers come back because they're supposed to come <laughs> back next season, and they would be arch enemies with those guys. So yes, I have two new teams. Okay. I have the uh, Gregor Shockers, which if you see me at Chaos Cup, I was playing the same type of undead team, okay. same names, uh, same fluff behind it all. Uh, Which we'll go into in a minute. I think we've talked about it before. With oh, yeah, the, we did bring it up. my guy the... being like a Cabal Vision uh, oh, yeah, that's right. scary host and stuff. Yeah, we did but... it on the Chaos Cup. Pre- right. Prelude. And then I'm also taking a um, 
a chaos-based team uh, based off the god Zinch, uh, which is the inevitable city, uh, Rampage. I've always liked the name Rampage for mm-hmm. a team name. This goes back to, um, I don't know if I ever told you, we, me and my buddies did like football leagues where we just made up you know, cities and mascots. And then like, I'd ask my dad, like, give me a number, dad. And you know, he'd say like seven. And then I'd write that down in the first quarter box and that give me another number. And he said, okay, uh, four. And of course you couldn't have a four. So I'd round it down to three. And then I would come up with just these random <laughs> fake stats, you know, and at the end of it, it, it could be the Oklahoma city comets versus the New York rampage, which were two teams in my league. Okay. And whatever those results were, is the team that won and the New York rampage actually won our league back way back when I made this up. Yeah, dude, you had a league that was based on random numbers that your father gave you. Well, or I would just like go to a book maybe. And I would just, uh, (laughs) I'd hit the pages and if it handed, if it was 31 and then I'd hit it again. And if it was, uh, you know, 20, then that team lost (laughs) 31 to 20. Okay. Earlier, you were making fun of me for watching TV. Right. Because you grabbed a ball, went outside, and played with friends. And I also had made up fake leagues. You had fake leagues based on random numbers. I had a team called the Denver Gold. And they were... Oh, my God. Because I thought it was so cool at Notre Dame, spray-painted their helmets gold every time. So I was like, that's what Denver's going to be, the Denver Gold. Okay. And I'm sure subconsciously, like... I picked up the Denver Nuggets, but yeah. I don't remember that. Um, I, I, th- I thought I made up the name, <laughs> the Supersonics, yeah. for the Sacramento, Sacramento Supersonics. I thought that was my football team, and then years <laughs> later I find out that there's a basketball team. I'm like, what the? Dude, yeah, some good teams. Wow, you were sad. The Maine Miners. They don't mine in Maine. I, well, I don't know that. They timber. Well, whatever. I made okay. them up. So, <laughs> we'll get into that. And- oh, how did we get on this tangent? Okay, so my <laughs> my chaos team is off of Zinch. It has yeah. the Zinchy type colors, and um, I went with the blue type Beastmen to be different because I don't. They look re- really cool. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of the GW models, but now that I kind of made them my own, I am yeah. a fan. And um, and I'm using the second edition Minotaur, and uh, he's kind of a playoff Zynox, and like he's really like. Um, what? There was an old, I'm sorry. There's a chaos all-star named Zynox. Okay. It was their Minotaur. And so I always thought that was a cool name. So I kind of changed the lettering up a little bit. So this guy is kind of like, kind of like Zynox. I mean, you pr- pretty much pronounce it the same way, except there's an X where the Z was and okay. stuff. And basically this guy, <laughs> if you watched wrestling and you knew that there was at one time there was like a fake Undertaker, there was a fake Razor Ramon and a f- f- fake uh, Diesel, this is what this guy's like. He's like, he, he, if you don't know and just go by name, you go, oh, that's the legendary Zynox, and, he's, <laughs> and he just plays along, and he's like, yeah, but really he's he sucks and he's horrible. Well, he's a mentor. And Inevitable City is actually in like the Warhammer video game fluff it's like a city that if you keep traveling so far north in the the old world that you it's supposed to be like this big magnificent place where like all the chaos races actually like get along and stuff like, you know they'll walk the streets and shop together and stuff right yeah it's right before like the portal or something like that so you can actually look that up and i just thought that was kind of a unique different name and hmm. i was looking for a, you know a name for a chaos team so the nebulable city rampage cool 
So there you go. So, Any more fluff behind that, or uh, they're just a chaos team? I mean, okay. Well. I I just made up. You know, they're led by Bastion Beowulf, the you know the claw wielding uh, chaos warrior, and you know I have a different names for them, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's kind of it. They're just a bunch of the way I see it. They're just a bunch of guys that are in this big city. They're like the the bad New York Yankees. I mean, so like if uh, so like Neville City Yankees. is like New York, then yeah, they're like the New York Yankees. Yeah, so so they're like the kids from Warriors. They're supposed to be really good, but baseball team. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, although I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh Lord, you need to watch more movies. No, I don't. I need okay. to live. Well, keep doing that then. <laughs> so this season for my teams, I'm bringing back the Black Phoenix Ravagers. My dark elf pirate she team. It's, they worship Slanish. Slanish, yeah. Slanish. I don't know why you didn't take them to Chaos Cup. In I've theory, played. I know. In theory, yes. Because oh, but you played dark elves a couple of times already. So yeah, okay. I played a couple dark elves a couple of times, and I told people I was taking Lizard Man, and that fell through. Yeah, I got you. Oh, it is what it is. So, um, my other team is the Belru Swamp Dogs. Right. Belru. So, right. Bell meaning beautiful, and Ru meaning basically red, like red hair. Oh. So, I was going with the beautiful red-haired swamp dogs. Oh, okay. Because I wanted to do Bell Rev, like in uh, Suicide Squad. That's okay. where they had uh, the, the big prison. The prison. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I didn't want to just c- completely steal it. So, I found uh, another French-sounding word. Yeah, because the French are so prominent in the old world. Really? <laughs> I'm joking. Want to give me crap? No, I no, mean, no. at least you tried. I mean, <laughs> at least I tried. It's a good name. The Bell Rule Swamp Dogs. <laughs> That's fine. And uh, in Louisiana, a crocodile or alligator can be called a swamp dog. Right. So that's what I went with. Then I named all my guys after famous alligators or like uh, the Croxigor. It's named Tiktaka because of the alligator, the crocodile from Peter Pan who swallowed oh. the clock. He had a little snap snap. I do have a little snap snap who got three touchdowns first game. League leader in touchdowns, little snap snap. Jeez. He's not named after a famous alligator. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know if there's a, is there a big snap snap? No. He's just a little snap snap. That's what he does. He snap snaps. I got you. Uh, I got like Wally Gator. And uh, I had a couple guys die, so now they're being named after um, things that you would make out of alligators, like a satchel. So I got Satch. Or a pair of shoes or, you know, wallet or stuff like that. I gotcha. So, that's nice. fun. Okay. But yeah, it's a, okay, so a Cajun-themed. Right. And I get I get to have fun by annoying my opponents by speaking Cajun the whole time. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. Uh-huh. <laughs> we don't go ahead and uh, just roll a, a six on there. Come on, boy. You're using the models, the Sarkos models, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know what I need to get those painted too. Every time I see your team and see your names, I always think of that uh, like um, the homosexual alligator from uh, Princess and the Frog. Isn't he homosexual, or is he just? It's a Disney movie, so I'd say no, but maybe. Uh, Whatever. Um, I've only seen it once. It's like like a scaredy cat alligator, and he just wants to play music. So I think of your guys all the time. Well, I like that. 
I like you like gay alligators. I love gay alligators. <laughs> right. And it's just awesome to watch, you know, like alligator docking. Right. Um but it's Christmas. <laughs> I just like the old New Orleans style. Oh, we're gonna get an email now. <laughs> if you know what docking is, you can't send an email. <laughs> I was gonna finally listen to another episode yet <laughs> I'd explain docking to my children. Um but I've always liked that style and Yeah. Yeah, I got you. So, all right. So, how'd your games go? Oh, well, um, just real quick. You don't have to go I into it. I don't want to hear about how you should have won every game. I did win every game. Okay. Yeah, you beat me. Very hard fought match, but I was able to squeeze it out. I don't even remember our game. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was the Ravagers. It was the Ravagers. The Shockers. It was. It was not a hard fought yeah, game. It was you even, you even have the wrong score on the uh, on the website? Because I got the last touchdown at the end. Okay, so it, it's still three to one, buddy. It was three to one, but I'm it sorry, wasn't. Peyton Manning. We're not going to count your last touchdown since it didn't matter. It wasn't like the six to one I won with my. Uh, well, you played the dogs. You probably played the worst guy in our league, and he played. He's playing with halflings. Still one six to one. <laughs> that is pretty impressive. It ties my best scoring differential ever. Nice. Good for you. I, could have got, uh, I wanted seven so bad. <laughs> yeah, you're not a greedy mother. I'm not. I just want the best. I just want all the records. So I lost to you three to one. Yeah. And really that was just... We used the same dice. We shared the yeah. exact same dice. And Steve rolled good. Mm-hmm. And I rolled crappy. Yep. And I almost want to say a blitz came into effect in that game and turned it around. Right? Didn't hurt. Didn't it? Yeah. I mean, wasn't it one-to-one and the blitz happened? Yeah. I was able to position people better. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it was annoying. Um, so I'll take full advantage of it. Doesn't mean I like it. So in my other game, uh, Inevitable City Rampage versus uh, the Middenheim Wolfpack. Yeah. And here's my dilemma. I'm going to go ahead and complain about this and uh, you fans right, out there so. that care. You can tell me what you would do. You're playing a guy that has what? 15 games total under his belt? Maybe? Yeah, probably. I mean, because he did play in a tournament. He's 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 still a newish player. Right. He does, He's not... He doesn't know all the tricks, especially like one-turn touchdown tricks and, yeah. or anything like that. And I, a lot of people don't know those things because they're just not good at maybe... I don't know those, those things. No, I don't but either. But I'm good at pushing and figuring stuff out. Yeah. So here we go. There's one play left in the game. Um... Perfect we team. set up. I just scored, uh, so I'm up two to one. Yeah. And what do we get? We get quick, quick snap. snap. And it was exactly what he needed to he, get that one extra move and, well, and to position himself to get a push. He has a – it was a human team, right? It was this human team. With the catcher who had sprint. Right. So he needed two spaces. He right. got the quick snap, so he just needed one more space. Right. And he's like, uh, almost. I can't score. And then I'm looking at the board, and I'm like, wait, he can, because he can position things around right. to where he gets a push. And I'm looking at Scott, I'm just like, I'm trying to send the mental vibes of, do you see this, that he can score? Right, and I'm thinking Steve's telling me, like, you know, you probably should just tell him he's a new guy, let's go easy on him. And then Scott says, well, go ahead, I know you want to. And I go, no, no, I'm not telling him. And then at that point, 
he realizes we know something. And so then I feel even guilty. And I feel like I guess I should tell him because surely he won't do it anyways. It would take a lot of dice rolls and everything to go his and way. Every, and like, like human teams, you know, they have all that built-in sure hands and pass and catch. Yeah. He, I think he missed every roll the first yeah. time, and then he got it the second time. and didn't have to use any rerolls. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he once scored a uh, touchdown me to tie the game 2-2. Two to two. Now, where this is significant is last season with my Ginger Badgers, the first game of the season, I was playing Allen, the triple nipple, mm-hmm. his Skaven team. A very similar situation happened. And I felt guilty again because we're playing in our friendly league and he thinks he has no chance. And it's like, you're an idiot. You know, Alan should know better because, one, his team's really fast. Yeah. And and everything. And I was like, oh, it's right there. And I was like, and he was about to give up. And I was like, dude, do you not see it? See what? And so I helped him score a touchdown against me to tie the game. I don't think I'm going to help people anymore. No. I think – even if it is a friendly league and we're friends and I know that, you know, like with Kevin, he's a new player and we yeah. want him to stay with our league. I think the best approach is like, okay, now that the game's over, let's reset up and I'll show you what you could have done. Well, there are a lot of times that I'll wait until someone finishes the turn. And I'm like, okay, are you finished? Yes. Okay. You're sure that you're finished? Yeah. And then I go, okay, why didn't you do? And then I go, X, Y, Z. Yeah. And sometimes I don't see something or they have a good reason, and sometimes it helps them. But, yeah, I, I'm just, I don't think you did the wrong thing. It, it screwed you. But. It, it did screw me. I, I don't think my cast team's going to even make the plus. Anyway, so I don't think that matters. It's just a matter of fact that, you know, our league's getting harder, and I would need those points. Yeah. But I don't know the direction to go because it's a fairly new guy playing, you know, a, you know, He's just not familiar with everything. Yeah. And I don't want to be like the douchebag that goes, ha ha, you forgot to roll my armor, you know, or well, whatever. But I, I but guess that's it's a not game the mechanic same thing. versus teaching someone strategy. And I'm okay with teaching them strategy. I don't like having to play people like Alan. No offense to Alan, but I can, t- I can guarantee I know how he was on that game against you. Well, he's just like, ah, I've got no chance. Right. Because Alan does that. He doesn't see things sometimes and he just automatically gives up where he can obviously but he's been playing long enough see position position hit you know get the movement but yeah at some point you don't play the game for them i know and i think i learned my lesson i think from now on i'm just gonna wait and let it be yeah but again now if it was a tournament i wouldn't have said a thing nope tournaments even if it was kevin (laughs) but I don't know why when we play in our league that I feel like I need to point out something. It's a home league, and you're trying to be nice. Yeah, if it wasn't a home league, you just you don't care as much because you don't care about the people. Not that you don't care about the people, but you just I I get tournaments much more different because it is four games or six games, and you want to try to do your best. I got you. Well, that's how I see it. So, would you have told them if you were playing them? Oh no. Okay. That's why I told you I'm not telling him. I know, but I thought that was like your signal of saying I should tell him. And I, I can see that, too. That's totally not what I mean. I think if you wouldn't have said anything, I wouldn't have said anything. Yeah. But, oh, well. It's just one game. I still tied. Yeah. Although he killed Snarly Davison. Aw. I know. He was such a good beast. 
actually. He had no stats. You gonna name the next one after, uh, like, what was it, Chief? Chief? The other motorcycle company, Indian? Oh, no. Okay. Um, I hope not to buy any more Beastmen. I hope that they survive and <laughs> I can buy my last Chaos Warrior and start beating the crap out of people. Uh, keep hoping. Yeah, I know. Chaos with random skills. <laughs> your beast may live, but your warriors and your... I will say this from the fluff standpoint, when I had that team painted, yeah, I got the uh, beast man with the extra arms painted. I had the beast man with the tentacles claw. painted. Yeah. And then the warrior with the claw painted. That was pretty awesome. It hopes that I'd someday get to use them. The first skill I got with my uh, chaos warrior, and we do random skills, you know, you pick your six and roll. And I was like, I'm going to go for the mutation. And, you know, Claw was the first one listed. And I rolled a one, and I was so happy. That was awesome. And so I, I love that character now, and I know he'll die because oh, yeah. I get to use that miniature. But. That's what happens. And then through free our free agency, I got to pick up one of your old Knap Giants players who had uh, tentacles. Yeah. That was the name, Ferrisol. The Flager Force of the Fleet. Flager the Fleet. And uh, he has uh, Mighty Blow and Tentacles, and he actually is a pretty awesome player yes, that I is. picked up on free agency. I'm glad you cut him. He needs a strength plus to make the Tentacles better. Oh, I totally agree. But surprisingly, that bothers people more than I would thought. Because mm-hmm. you just put that on there, and they know that extra roll kind of sucks. Yeah, so, it does. So it's pretty awesome. And I got a guy with extra arms, so I've got to use all three of my uh, mutation miniatures. If only I had a Chaos Warrior with a prehensile tail. I would have it all. If anybody out there has a Lord Borak model oh, I do with a prehensile tail. Well, he doesn't have to have a prehensile tail. But I am looking for one, so hit me up. Okay. I think that's the end of this segment. Yeah, let's let's get done with this. Okay, right, we'll come back with another one. Trick or treat style. Hello, everybody. It's Crazy Igor back once again to promote this special time of year, Crazy Igor's Nuffaloween party supplies. Yes, if you need any uh, costumes or party supplies, we have it all. We have officially licensed jerseys from Arctic Crag Spiders to 40 Miners. Oakland Raiders, even those upstart young guzzlers, we have them all. We we also carry officially licensed broadcasting merchandise. So if you need a a, a cabal vision hat or a both down t shirt or some Zlurcast cups, we have them. We've got three die block uh, block dice. It seems weird. Um, and we have officially Orca Cola sponsored Orca Cola. I, I don't even get how that works. But um, we have it all. So for your Nuffleween supplies, come to Crazy Igos where my deals are so insane. I'm crazy. All right, we're back, and we're going to talk about some Nuffleween. <laughs> Wouldn't be a both-down show without a little tournament talk. Well, 
We gotta you know stop what? going to tournaments and stop doing tournaments completely. Let's just next year. Let's no tournaments. No tournaments at all. We're not gonna do any tournaments, and we're not gonna go into any of them. And uh, in our league, we won't have tournaments. Hmm. There won't be any like league playoffs with tournaments. Okay. No tournaments next year. 2014. You have no tournaments. Nah, it's not any fun. <laughs> But we will have opens. <laughs> the Oklahoma <laughs> Bowl open, not the tournament. Yeah, you can no. come and you can play. It's whatever. All right, so Nuffleween is uh, a holiday in the old world that occurs on the first Saturday of November. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. That's, so when how, that's the, how we work this, right? Yeah, that's when they get together, and it's like a kickoff party for mm-hmm. the Blood Bowl season. Is that what we're saying? Sure. Okay. I mean, they... That you have to have a kick like with the NFL, you know they have a kickoff show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the old world Blood Bowl leagues kickoff. All right. You know? Well, this is a only both down approved fluff, so I don't care. But this is the fluff we actually use for the tournament. This is what we actually came up with. It's what this we're making like, up now, yeah, yeah. They all dress up in costume, and it's very similar to Halloween. Surprisingly similar to Halloween, <laughs> yet after so cheaper. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> cheaper. <laughs> Uh, so we're doing uh, the second Nuffleween tournament. Um, this one's called Nuffleween Two: The Revenge. The Revenge. We got our special dice in. Dice tra- look killer. They look killer. Yeah, very killer. Yeah, they actually look really cool. So mm-hmm. hopefully, uh, my idea on the design and Scott was able to fulfill it perfectly. It was your idea, actually better. I mean, I just had the idea of like the logo from the second Halloween film. No, I'm glad you came up with that idea because I was actually struggling, and I still wanted to incorporate the uh, the orc skull that mm-hmm. we've turned into a half pumpkin guy. So. Yeah, very awesome. Um, so Nuffleween is unique, and as of last year, you could um, take the what we call the Nuffleween stars, and mm-hmm. you could actually use those stars on any team. So you could have a human team and actually play somebody like a Wilhelm Janey. If we all remember him from a callback a couple episodes ago, his lunacy. A lot of people liked him. Why? I, I don't know. He was a wh- <laughs> He was probably our worst guest ever. He didn't speak English, though, so that was surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he, he was great. I, I noticed that, that, that star hotline hasn't rung off the hook since. It's yeah. pretty. Uh, They're probably just getting ready. Oh, is, are, are they? Yeah, they're always busy with some other tournament. Yeah. Right. Uh, so you can actually use stars like uh, Count Luther, Van Drakenborg, Crazy Igor, Hack and Slash, Humorous Carpal, uh, Ike the Bathone, uh, Jay Earlice, uh, Ramteth III, Sekteth, uh, Sinbad, and Wilhelm Chaney on any team. So if you had a slan team, you wanted to play uh, Ramtut, go for it. Yeah. If you had a ogre team... And you induced Morg, you could put Ramtut on there as well, mm-hmm. if you could afford to do that. But Even though they don't like each other. Even though they don't like each other, you could do that for Nuffleween. Cause they because all it out. is Nuffleween, and you know, there's no Highlander rule, so it might not be the real Ramtut. It could oh, just be cool. a guy in a costume. It could be, what was, what was Wilhelm's brother's name? Freddy or Frederick? Wilbur or oh, yeah. Wilbur or whatever. All right, so, and... Um, you don't have to have eleven star or eleven regular players when you build your team mm-hmm. to have one of these star players. So you could 
If you had wood elves and you wanted to take your two war dancers and let's not give anyone ideas on wood elves. I'm just saying they could <laughs> take a one of these Nuffleween right. special star players along with their team. Uh, we also have a you could take a wizard in this tournament. Yeah, it's only a hundred k, but it's only the fireball spell. No lightning bolts. No lightning bolts. And really, at that point, they're just throwing a pumpkin. Right. Um, or jack o' lantern. It's sorry. a one point one million gold pieces uh, build. And then there is a skill package. And I want to just be very clear on that because we've had a few people from Texas. As I say, to be fair, they are from Texas. Right. So they they have problems either reading or they're just power gamers down there <laughs> in the Arbel. Austin. Is it Arbel? Austin. A-B-B-L? I don't know what you're oh, getting an Arbel. Okay. Yeah. I think there's an Arbel out there, too. Yeah, I'm sure there is. I'm sure. Like Arlington, maybe? Blood Bowl League? I don't know. Uh, they had some questions about the uh, the uh, skill packages we have. So, you know, you have an it's extra... 1.1 million, and then you get 150 150k, and then you can buy in skills, right? And then we have actually a unique rule this year. We do? Well, besides the fact that Nuffleween star players... You mean the trick-or-treat? Yeah, but uh-huh. we'll get into that in a second. I, I oh. forgot to mention that the Nuffleween star players also get fan favorites. Yeah. So there is a big advantage if you have those guys. Which has never come into play to my knowledge. Uh, I think sure more people does. this year will probably take a Nuffleween star player than last year. Yeah. But last year was the first year for that. So we also have a new rule that I think is great, which also came up during... The same dinner <clears throat> as the kickoff table discussion. This was a same... Yeah, it was with Paul and... Core. Core and Deer Hacken and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the trick-or-treat tournament rule. Um we are randomly going to make you lose skills. Right. through the Because it's sort of like a degression tournament right? instead of a progression. You know, some tournaments will do, you start out with no skills, then you get another skill and another skill and another skill and another skill. So what this is doing is you start out with all your skills, whether it's six or seven skills or whatever. Right. Then. Or if you bought a bunch of doubles, you yeah. could have five skills. Yeah. But. Before the first round, you randomly roll, and one of your skills goes bye-bye. And it goes for the whole game, or the whole the tournament. The whole tournament. The whole tournament's gone. And the we did a little bit of a unique thing after the t- game. Right. After after the first round, uh, it, it the trick-or-treat starts into effect. If you lost your game, Nuffle looks at you and says, oh, well, you can pick which skill you don't want to have for this next game. Mm-hmm. But if you won your game, it's randomly takes away. Right. And obviously ties are going to go to the, I think, do we have it written in there? Probably not, but ties, just it's going to be random. Yeah, because you didn't lose the game. Right. Yeah, so yeah, the trick is... Neville doesn't like Oh, it, it is written in our no. rules. We we actually covered that. That's great. <laughs> trick, if you win or tied your last game, Nuffle will select a player at random that received a purchase skill, and that player will lose that skill for the rest of the tournament. And then, obviously, the treat. If you lost your last game, Nuffle will let you pick a player that received a purchase skill, and that player will lose it for the rest of the tournament. So it's uh, pretty unique. That's You might have a situation where... Um, maybe you're in round three and you have a guy with tackle and you just mm-hmm. lost your game and you're playing a dwarf team that has no dodge. Yeah. So you'll obviously go, well... I'm going to get rid of tackle. Right. I might play a goblin team or somebody in the last round, but I'm going to take my chances now because I yeah. know I'm not going to need that skill. And I'll say, you know, keep my guards or whatever it is. And uh, Neville Ween, 
last year was a huge success. Everybody had a ton of fun. Yeah. It gave was, away uh, a lot of dumb, fun prizes. Yeah, we gave out little scepters and yeah. scimitars and all sorts of things. Different so. things based on prizes. So that might happen again. We'll see. Right. Um, our trophies, unfortunately, are less Halloween-y this year because... Uh, well, we listened to everybody. Well, right? yeah. Uh, about half the the group said that some of the, you know, last year we had like some little witches and they were still trophies, but they were had the little characters on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year we went with some cups for. We're just gonna do our basic cups, the traditional cups for mm-hmm. <clears throat> like first, second, third, and then we still had some Halloween, you know, like for yeah. MVP, you know, best sportsman and stuff like that. So, and we have someone from Colorado coming. Yeah, we have some Texas guys signed up. A lot we of Texas guys. A lot. Yep. So you Dallas area Texas guys need to get your butts in gear and come on up. We're just giving up on Dallas. Are we getting, just going to mark it off the map? Eh, we never hear from anybody <laughs> except, you know, well, Rabbi 420. Yeah, he'll come up. Yeah. Surely he'll come up. Hopefully. Don't call me Shirley. Don't call you Shirley. And so, yeah, we have a guy from Colorado, which I hope he brings uh, Torin and uh, Gavin. Yeah, I don't think they're coming. You don't think they're coming? I don't think he knows them. He's from further up north. Wow. Okay, so I'm even more impressed that yeah. he's coming. So I thought he was part of that group. It's impressive. Yeah, so uh, hopefully we'll have a lot of guys there. I actually hope, me and Steve plan on both playing this tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually hope it gets to the point where we have so many guys that one of us has to step down. Yeah. I mean, that would be nice. Uh, if we have under a certain amount, of, we're going to both try to play and work the computer at the same time. But obviously if we get the numbers up there, up to 20 or something, you know. One of us might yeah. step down, which would be great because that's a no great problem atmosphere. with that. So um, we're going to have a live episode. I don't know. We we'll might. Have, we'll have to see how everything goes. Been a lot of technical issues, not technical issues, but there's a lot of life issues going on. There's the life issues and stuff, but uh, the whole place got renovated. Not the whole place. The Wizards Asylum, yeah. But where we were going to play is a new area, so right, yeah. that should be kind of cool. So. It should be interesting. We'll see what happens, and you know, maybe we can work the live ish, live episode, and maybe so. I don't we'll know. be sure to tweet it out if you have any questions. I almost know, want to save the know. live episode though for like, you know, Oklahoma Bowl, but dude, that was rough. It was rough because the time changed and everything. That was was a killer. <laughs> the stupid it's time like, change. It's oh, like it's oh. two o'clock. No, it's really three o'clock. Oh god. Ah, uh, and then get up and do another tournament. Yep. Anyways. Uh, if you'd like to come, we fully support your decision. Uh, go to bothdown.com slash nuffleween for the full rules and to sign up. If you want to know anything or have suggestions in the future, or if you can, if you want to already get a jump on Nuffleween 3 as to what our logo, logo should be, let us know. We always take that into consideration. Other than that, I think we're just going to keep this pretty short. Yeah, it's pretty short and sweet. Just come out to Nuffleween, have some fun with us and all the other guys. Uh, this is probably going to be uh, Michael Lewis's last tournament for a while. Who he's traveled got a with baby us on his way because he's got a his wife has a baby in the oven. Yep, that guy hadn't been watching a lot of TV. He's been doing oh. other things. Tristan just had a baby. Tristan had a baby. Yeah, congratulations oh. to Tristan. Is he like the first male to have male Canadian to have a child? Uh, oh, probably, his wife. Yeah. I would assume his wife. Oh, well, congratulations to baby Tristan. This is too close to a shout-out. We should probably just go to that. Oh, okay. Well, we'll be right back with some shout-outs.
everybody. I'm Stop Costas, beat writer for the Long Island Blood Bowl League, here with another Did You Know, featuring some of the most interesting stories of history in the Blood Bowl universe. Today, the first part of a two-part expose on the Chaos All-Star trip to another plane of existence. The Chaos All-Stars were formed in 2402 by Prince Dorian, who was the heir to a vast amount of land in the ancient world, but made a pact with the Chaos Gods and found himself running a Blood Bowl team instead. The All-Stars were a force to be reckoned with, winning championships year after year, even before the team was officially formed. But... Did you know? In 2420, the All-Stars were on their way to winning the Chaos Cup for the fifth year in a row. Dorian turned to his wizard, a gift from the Eldritch demigods themselves, and told him to zap a runaway ghoul who threatened to tie the game. When the wizard channeled the Eldritch power from his benefactors, the ghoul disappeared from the field of play. The ball dropped to the ground and the All-Stars grabbed it and held on to their precious lead. In actuality, the ghoul was transported through space and time to another plane of existence where it found and woke an Elder Dragon. The dragon seemed perplexed by the existence of a random undead in his chamber and ate it. Still famished from its slumber, the dragon decided to cast a spell to open the gate to where the ghoul had originated from. When the dragon walked through the gate, it found Prince Dorian accepting the trophy for winning the Chaos Cup. The dragon widened the gate to the podium and enveloped the entire Chaos All-Star team and then closed the gate, trapping Dorian and his team in the other dimension. Historians to this day still feel that the Eldritch demigods summoned the dragon themselves in order to provide a little more entertainment for them and Blood Bowl fans alike. I need to acknowledge the research that BB Gridiron's Al T has done on the Chaos All-Stars that contributed to this Did You Know. Next time, we'll uncover what happened in the nine years that Dorian and the All-Stars spent on the alternate plane. So now you know what I know. This is Snap Costas. Okay, and it's time for some shout-outs, even though I have no idea who to shout-out. Shout-outs! Uh, it's getting old. Is it? We need a new shout-out segment. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, as Scott alluded to, we've had life issues come up. I'm having to move and everything. So it's been real hectic trying to keep things straight as to who to shout-out and who not to. So if I'm forgetting you, I completely apologize. I probably said I would shout you out, and I'm a big, dirty liar. I gotta admit that I haven't done really any research for the shout-outs. Yeah. So I'm gonna also be a dirty ginger. Yeah. And um, dirty prime ginger. And um, I don't know who I have to shout-out. I mean... Exactly. Instead of picking and choosing, we're just going to... Just shout-out... Um, everybody. Everybody? Everybody. <laughs> Shout out to the submarines. Shout out to the sailors. This one goes to my boys, the frogmen, down in San Diego. What are you giving me that look for? Because I, I, I'm thinking of the Nicki Minaj song, Super Bass. Super Bass? This one goes for the boys in, in the yard. I don't know. I don't know how it goes because <laughs> I'm not Nicki Minaj. Thank God. Oh, really? I don't know, though. Man, I think you would enjoy it- Nicki Minaj playing Blood Bowl. I probably would in some weird way. Yeah. She's like a live cartoon character. She really is. I wonder if she gets freaky. You should uh, watch the video for The Creep, like on Saturday Night Live. It's a Lonely Island song, Do okay. The Creep. Okay. She's in that. Okay. Because when she was on Saturday Night Live, she did a couple of sketches that were very funny. Okay. She did one where she was like the bride of Frankenstein. 
Right. And Frankenstein was like, damn, look at that booty. Just, okay. It's very funny. I'll probably pass on that. Hmm. Okay. So let's do some shout outs. Uh, we oh, just admitted I would like that to, we have none. I would like to shout out the show The Shield Sucks. <laughs> after it's like watching, I mean, we might as well talk about this. Sure. Right? Okay, the, all the your Blood sucks. Bowl content has ended. If you like to turn off the podcast, <laughs> no, feel free. My point is, is we should just play Blood Bowl instead of watching The Shield because it's like it's like they took the people who used to do A Team and Night Rider and Riptide, and they pulled them back, and they called those guys up. Those guys were out sipping lemonade. Mm-hmm. And they said, guys, we got a show for you. And they just brought their same ideas into 2013. It's not very good. Scott really hit it on the head. It's got a nondescript lead with another nondescript lead. And people I don't care about. Nobody's good enough looking to care about. And no one's ugly enough to be like, oh, that's interesting. And we have random military soldiers. And they play that. Just same type of weird music in the background that you had with A Team yeah. and all those shows, and really like haven't seen the episode with the red masks, so whatever that is. But the two episodes prior to that, so we've seen three episodes now. Yeah, both, but two of the three episodes we could easily hum the A Team theme, and it fits perfectly. Oh, yeah, dun, 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 yeah. Dun, I mean, dun. they could have called this the A Team. 2013 yeah and you know colson could be if you need a team and you can find right get the shield team we have face man um but the baracus is going to be the asian lady yeah oh wow (laughs) right a team never really had a tech guy though no well they all kind of do things together it's so generic and boring and stupid yeah so bad i don't know why we watch it and then let's talk real quick about walking dead season opening it really sucked too I could go on and on about how bad no, Walking Dead is. We can't. We can, we don't have enough time. I we know. should do our own podcast about how we hate the Walking Dead, the trashing dead, the trashing, trashing the dead. <laughs> so stupid. It is. It's horribly. I I know people like it, and we had a great uh, back and forth. Me and Sean on Twitter. Oh yeah. Where uh, Sean Stevens, big sexy. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna give a shout out to you. You made it, buddy. Yeah, baby. So uh, I posted. You know. Deer, Shield, and Walking Dead. Which one of you is worse? I can't really tell. And he replied with a picture of Ron Burgundy saying, What did you say? (laughs) And then I replied with a picture of a bird with muscle arms Uh that says, Come at me, bro. Nice. And Sean said that that was hilarious. He (laughs) laughed out loud. So... Yeah, so the sequence the other night was is I came over to watch some shows with Steve, and I was like, "So what? Are you, what are we going to watch? Walking Dead or Shield?" And he's like, "Well, we're going to watch Walking Dead because I want to end with the Shield because it's most likely going to be better." So we watched both of those. Matter of fact, during the middle of Walking Dead, I said, "They're both going to suck." And we're going to watch something on Cartoon Network, and we're going to say that it's so much better. Well, sure enough, we watched both of those, and Steve, I guess, remembered that he had Adventure Time on his <laughs> yeah. DVR. So we watched that, and as goofy as Adventure Time is, it was better than both of them put together. Yeah, and there was no story much really on Adventure Time, but it still made a lot more sense. Right. Walking Dead, if you want zombies to fall out of the ceiling, that's fine. Figure out a way to make it work. That helicopter crashed months ago. They've had zombies up on the roof walking around for months. I'm sure it's rained since then, so 
why would they just now happen to go into the soft spot and start falling? Even if that happened, fine. Two spots where there was some fuel or something that it burned, and maybe that's why it was weaker. Okay, whatever. I'll give you that. Two spots. Not everywhere. And why would that be like, oh, well, two zombies fell through. Now the helicopter's going to fall down. Well, my problem uh, also, and I know this is a Blood Bowl podcast, and there's zombies in Blood Bowl teams. So, oh, this is why it's okay, relatable. Okay. But, okay, so they go to this like Lowe's or whatever, this yeah. hardware store, whatever, had liquor in it, <laughs> or whatever it was. They said they pulled all the other zombies out by p- playing a ghetto blaster, I yeah. guess, in the forest, right? Somewhere. Which was loud enough for the zombies inside that area to walk out. Right. Okay? That surely meant that the ones on the roof could hear it too. They could. And if they're stupid enough to walk right through the roof, wouldn't they walk right over the edge of the building to get wherever they need to get? Let's assume that they have some rudimentary knowledge that walking off a roof is bad, which we don't have any reason to believe. Um you don't think that they'd all be clustered to one side trying to get to it and then pushing off the other ones? Right. So, like, there should be two zombies on the roof or you would, something? You would think. Like I said, we can go... I'm not going to say goodbye, really, because you just kissed that guy dead. The moment you say, I'm not going to say goodbye, I'm going to be a mean, heartless bitch and not care if you die, which she wasn't. It was just... The moment she did that, I knew that guy was going to die. I did, too. Duh. Stupid, stupid show. I was like, they only brought all these people in so they could die. And if we're going to bitch about this show, and I don't think I brought this up, you can't have a zombie eat a whole person. No, (laughs) that zombie did not eat Rick's wife completely, bones and all. Sure he did. He He had a distended stomach, like, and they all just accepted, oh, well, I guess he ate her whole body. What? What? No. No. No zombie show. No. Maybe we can get the shield and Walking Dead combined. The Walking Shield. They could. Uh, it doesn't matter. I guess we should probably end this show. Oh, I will say I had an idea because uh, Walking Dead was going to have a spinoff show. Or not a spinoff, technically, but a companion show. I thought it would be brilliant if they used that. Scott shakes his Yoohoo. Oh, sorry. I forgot we're, I forgot we're actually really <laughs> recording for a Blood Bowl podcast. <laughs> I thought it would be brilliant if they took that companion show and used it to finish off other shows. My idea was like it would be set in California and then it would be the Baywatch people and you get to see all of them fighting off zombies. Nice. And then like. So one, I could have one more Malcolm in the middle. Right. Where the kids are all at home giving dad a hard time, mm-hmm. and then zombies bust through the thing and start eating them. Yeah. Wow. Or, you know, it shows up in New Mexico, and it kills Jesse from Breaking Bad, and the wife finally gets killed, at, you know. Oh, I got so to just, see one episode of Breaking Bad with Steve. It was the last one, so I'll never watch the other ones again. I don't see yeah. what the big deal is. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> So this has been trashing TV shows with Stephen Scott. Yeah, two gingers who hate hate their life so much they also hate every TV show they ever watch. Yep. So next month, uh, if we don't have a live episode of Nuffleween, then uh, we'll probably have a very interesting episode of Both Down. Why's that? New location. Yeah. 
Oh, that's right, because you're moving. So yeah. All right. So uh, wow. So it might actually be technically a little bit late. We don't know. Just yeah. depends how quickly you get set up, I guess. Yeah. Don't know. All so right. That's you know. This one's late. The next one might be late. Ooh, that might be our new thing. Yeah. Why not? Who cares? The other the other podcasts do whatever they want. Anyways, yeah. we're the only consistent guys out there. And yet we're less consistent now, which makes me sad. Oh, well. Hey. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. You can follow Both Down on Twitter, at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email, their email address is bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Both Down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by couchpirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. Welcome to episode 24 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. <laughs> Are you serious? That forgets what number we're at and has to start over. Is that why we really are 24? <laughs> yeah, are we keeping this? I don't have to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm John Waters, and this is The Creep. When you